430th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100 times your entry. That's right. Turn $5 into $500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for player, player props, parlays, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 430. He's going out to, once, as per usual, one of our friends in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord, Captain, who, Gumby, Gumby can probably probably explain what he hit, but he he had a really big bet, uh, thanks to Vanessa DeMopple-opple-opple-opple-snuffle-off-a-guess <laughs> last night, so this goes out to Captain. It's a he, because everyone in the Discord sadly are he. So um, thank you for coming to the show. I'm sadly a he as well. I would be Jeff Chalks Fox, one of your hosts here. Um, we're going to talk about last night's action UFC fight night. Well, who was it? Dawson versus Green. I clowned on Bobby Green getting a main event slot in the year of our Lord 2023. And boy, did he show us that what that he deserved it after all. So uh, we're, we're going to talk a bit about that. I'm sure my co-host is going to want to talk about Bellator because they had a big event last <laughs> night. And he is a Bellator stan if there ever was one. Um, let's bring him in now and, and we'll chat. It's the one and only Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello. So let me give, first of all, a shout out to Captain because you, you said yes. we're dedicating the episode to him. It's because he had a 15 to 1 live bet after a fight. So he saw a fight happen. He was like, Vanessa Demopoulos did not win this fight. And I think I don't think anybody argued Vanessa Demopoulos won that fight. But he saw De- Vanessa Demopoulos did not win this fight. The books don't think she won this fight. But also, I bet you the judges think she did. <laughs> um, and he live bet it after the fight at 15 to 1. And he hit the 15 to 1. Hitting a 15 to 1 bet, no matter how much you put on it, we're not here to unit shame. Uh, so no matter how much you put on a 15 to 1 bet, you get an episode dedicated to you when you hit it. So uh, shout out to Captain. And then you mentioned Poppy Green. I feel like I got to talk about this because, I, I mean, there's so much to say about this Bobby Green main event, right? Like, first of all, why can't Grant Dawson take a jab? Second of all, why was Bobby Green in a main event in the first place? Third of <laughs> all, I mean, there's so many things. Third of all. Michael Bisping gets in the cage. Was it Michael Bisping or was it Paul Felder? They're kind of interchangeable to me. Bisping wasn't wasn't on the call last night. I, uh, think it was, I, I watched part of it in French, though, on TSM. But anyhow, go ahead. Okay, so I think it must have been Felder. So Felder <laughs> gets in the cage and he's like, Bobby Green, you will be ranked on Tuesday. Here's no, you my, won't. Yeah, that's my question for you. Like, will he be ranked on Tuesday? Because that's because I, I filled out my ranking. Sorry, go ahead. I filled up yeah. my rankings. So first of all, Grant Dawson was 10 in in the UFC's official rankings. He was 12 in mine. So I, I was a little lower on him than the average person was. 
but he was 10 in the official rankings. He loses to Bobby Green, who has not had a good run of it as of late. Pretty much the only good wins he has of late are two against Tony Ferguson and now Grant Dawson. Grant Dawson does not have a big win on his resume, unless you get Demiris Magulov, who's not ranked. And so my reaction to it when I filled out my rankings this morning, because I get to fill out my rankings this morning, was to remove Grant Dawson entirely from the rankings, drop him from 12 out of the rankings. And my first thought wasn't put Bobby Green in. My first thought was put, I mean, like there was a bunch of people I could have put in, but the one I, and I'll, I'm going to disclose this to the, the listening audience. I put Yoel Alvarez in. Yoel Alvarez has a way better resume than than Bobby Green at this point in time. He's out there finishing Mark Casey and he's, you know, put a, together a three or four fight winning streak. Like, obviously, Yoel Alvarez is more rewarding than him. We can't just have a system where any guy who gets beat gives up his position to the guy he lost to, right? Like, that that's absurd. That's what everyone, that's what I was going to say until you, uh, before you talk for 10 minutes straight. But yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, yeah, that, that's what people like Paul Felder and, and other people think. If you beat someone, you take their number. That's like, that's a simple way of, of thinking it. So Bobby Green takes Grant Dawson's number because he beat him. Like he jumps ahead of everyone who would destroy him in a fight. And uh, people with better resumes, it doesn't matter because he beat number whatever. 11 or whatever Dawson was. Uh, but now <laughs> I'm looking at my performance rankings that I do on my uh, Substack. No, he made. up there. <laughs> Bobby Green jumps up to number four now because he's I... got two straight, two straight finishes against guys who still have, who have decent records still. Even T- Tony Ferguson record, uh, obviously is not as good recently, but he, he uh, padded it up quite nicely through the first part of his UFC career. So yeah, Bobby Green, uh, based on performance is way up there because he has two finishes against Here. two guys with good records. But, in actuality, in in real life, IRL, um, I, I don't think he beats many top 15 guys. But he is a renowned power puncher, apparently, because the very first time he touched, uh, basically, was that the first first punch he landed? Um, I think he landed not, three, I saw. That, that Quite a powerful jab that just drops. <laughs> totally, totally starches Grant Dawson from a, a 30, what, seven-year-old with who doesn't knock people out. Just a nice little jab ends the fight. So MMA. I will I, I will say that, yeah, it's very MMA, right? But I will also say this, like, so I put Yoel Alvarez in there. Bobby Green wasn't my second choice to put at 15. He wasn't my third choice to put at 15 because no, I no, contemplated no. both Drew Dober, who picked up a big KO victory this weekend, yeah. and, and somebody who recently beat Drew Dober, Matt Frivola, was in, in my wheelhouse yeah. of somebody to put in that spot. I also thought about Diego Fajeda who, uh, you know, not a great run of it as of late, but, like, tough opponents and stuff like that. All, all of those guys were contemplating. BSD? Or is BSD yeah. already oh, in your rankings? Oh, dude, I got BSD at 12. Like, he's he's way... I, I'm way higher on BSD than I think the rest of yep. the ranked panelists are. I don't know how yeah. he's not already, like, almost top 10. I got him ahead yeah. of, you know, the Moicanos and the Drakkar closes. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You know, like I, I got him way up above those guys. So, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a bigger BSD guy than all, all the rest of them are. But, yeah, I, I don't know how you could rank Bobby Green after all that, right? Like, he's, you know, big win for him. And, and I'm taking nothing yes. away from the win because he, he jabbed Brent Dawson unconscious, which is a weird sentence to say. <laughs> but, but Not jab, plural. 
<laughs> Jab Singler unconscious. But we're talking about a guy who not a year ago was punched so freaking unconscious by Drew Tober. Yeah. And since then, his best win is is Tony Ferguson and Grant Dawson. His only wins are Grant, Tony Ferguson and yeah. Grant Dawson. So, like, yes, he's 2-0 and this calendar year with a no contest to Jared Gordon, who was going to beat him or was, like, picking up steam against them. But, like, before that, he lost to Drew Dober. So how are we not going to rank Drew Dober then? You're like, I, yeah. I, it, the people who talk about it on the broadcast seem to, like, diminish what the ranking panelists do. Uh, yep, there you go. Gum, Gumby's on his soapbox. But at least I'm not trying to demean Bobby Green at all here because this is, it's kind of cool that he's he's going on a late career run here. I'm not is sure it, if you're trying to demean him at all. But... <laughs> it's not a run. It's not a run. He's one. Hey, he, he 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 beat Grant Austin, who was gonna he's he was gonna wait for uh, Islam to retire and then he was gonna take over the lightweight division or something like that. Was he not? So Bobby yeah. Green was winless <laughs> in his last three fights before he's he four and he's four and six <laughs> or something like that. Oh yeah, he had a headbutt or an eye poke or something, right? He's four of his last seven or four of his right. last nine. <laughs> yeah. You really are disparaging Bobby Green then shame. Shame on you. He fought in strike force for God's sakes. I don't think he's good. <laughs> no, he's not. But if he's gonna have old man power now, knock people out with jabs and look out world. So so I'm gonna ask you a question, and this is to be the last <laughs> we talk about Bobby Oh, I Green get to talk. Nice. Yeah, it's Bobby Green versus Grant Dawson. It's it's a thirty three second fight. I can't believe we've talked for it in about seven minutes. <laughs> but here's a question I'm gonna ask you. Does Bobby Green have old man strength, and that's why he knocked him out? Or no counter counterpoint? Oh. Yes. Is Grant Dawson just never fought anybody who could hit him? Correct. There is your answer. Because I mean, it's like, got that's got to be the answer. Because Bobby Green I, has been starching anyone else. I think so. Because if you go back and you look at who he's fought, I think if you look at who he's fought in the UFC, the best power puncher he's fought in the UFC. The person with the most punching power might be Julian Arosa. Because he yeah. fought Arosa, Mike Trezano, who got no punching power either, Derek Minner, who's a grappler, Nad Naramani, Leandro Santos, Ricky Glenn, who actually stunned him and got a 10-8 on him, Jared Gordon, Mark Madsen, Demiris Magulov. Like, Bobby Green is the heaviest puncher that dude's ever faced. Does he just have shit for a chin? What a murderer's row you just named there, Dan, too. It's bad. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Fade Grant Dawson is what we're going to say. Unless against, he's gonna, anybody like, you can, uh, against anybody you can throw a right hand. Yeah. Unless he's going to be Damian Maya and not get touched for fights in a row. Those were the days when Maya couldn't get touched. Yeah. But I don't think yeah. he's like that. So, yeah. I, I don't think he is either. I'd like pick, <laughs> Like, if you put him in there with, like, uh, I mean, you mentioned BSD. BSD had knocked him out in one, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, who knows? The, the, this, like, if you're getting knocked out in jabs, this could be it. Like, his chin could be shot now. Yeah, he, you're right. He could be the one out there getting knocked out by Patty Pimblett next. It's Bobby Green, not not a renowned knockout guy. He's been around for quite a while. He's not known as a knockout artist. Um, and, yeah, and it wasn't even a big shot. It wasn't like he got caught. He got jabbed. Yeah, he's got like 20% <laughs> of his fights ever have ended by knockout. Yeah, and they're all like okay. TKO style, basically. I, I mean, like, he knocked out Ally Akita when Ally Akita yeah. was like on the verge of retirement. That was in 2021. The last so he knocked KO, out a realtor. The last KO he had before that was James Krause in 2013. Body kick. 
Yeah, and that, that was, was a body kick. Yeah, it was a body <laughs> yeah. kick. It wasn't even a punch. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so this is uh, bad news for... Yeah, this is more a fade on Grant Austin than it is a... Uh, look out for Bobby Green. Title run. Yeah. The king. I think that's the best way to summarize what we're talking about here. Is this is Perfect. A, this is a now fade Grant Dawson. Yes, now fade Grant Dawson. But don't fade game time, because all that money you made off Vanessa Demopoulos last night, you can go to game time and buy tickets to an event. You don't even have to spend that much, because game time has the best tickets last minute. They take the stress out of it. They give you the best tickets. They save you money. All of it. They got it all in their app. Make sure you browse through the game time app. And uh, check it out because it is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals and tickets right up to the day of the event. Give exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more, a.k.a. MMA. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And another place that will help you win bets, other than listening to us, which you should do, is you should also head over to Hall of Fame Bets. You can win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Start all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today, start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Hall of Fame bets is actually what it really is. All right. If we haven't, if anyone's still listening after us talking about Grant Dawson for 15 minutes, <laughs> we'll, we'll do the rest of the card. Uh, yeah, he, he's taking a lot of heat, that man. Um, all right. Last night, Dawson versus Green, obviously what we're talking about. You'll see Apex. We talked about the main event already. The official results was Bobby Green defeated Grant Dawson. Knockout punches. But that's basically because he he followed up on the ground. He probably didn't have to. 33 seconds into the first round, we did not have Bobby Green. I didn't. Oh, I guess I, we we saw a few tickets in the Discord uh, for Bobby Green and Bobby Green via knock via knockout because there's a bunch of crazy degens in there, and they have tickets for everything. But we did not. We had uh, Dawson at minus 350. Um, I think I said actually. Now that I think about it, I guess I'm smart. I said I didn't like the line and stuff, but you said you were like all in saying. Bobby Green's not going to be able to take care of Grant Dawson. So you're wrong, Gumby. I'm wrong like, too, but not I as like, not as like wrong. The, I like the line way better than I like the Joe Piper line, and we're about to talk about <laughs> how the Joe Piper line wasn't high enough. Let's talk talk about B Joe Piper. I was going to dedicate the episode to him until uh, Gumby related the captain story to me. Uh, B Joe Piper. I was going to dedicate it to him because he won our Degens in the Discord a lot of money last night. Because uh, a lot of them had Joe Pfeiffer, uh, not on the money line, because money line was what minus four something we had him at minus four hundred. No, uh, the smart people had him at submission round two, which is exactly what happened. Technical submission, arm triangle choke, two or five into the second round. Abdul, he he basically, um, I'm pretty sure Joe Pfeiffer is a savage. I'm pretty sure of that, and uh, he was ragdolling the supposedly judo thunder. He was tossing him around the cage. He was taking care of him on the feet as well as as on the ground. He tossed uh, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. He kind of landed awkwardly, like he might have injured his arm, and then he pretty much set himself up for an arm triangle. Uh, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan did. 
hey, here you go. I'll put my arm up here for you. And then instead of tapping out, he looked like he was trying to punch Joe Piper and got himself, <laughs> got himself choked unconscious. It was not the ref's fault because you don't tap with a closed fist. Uh, two or five into the second round. So kudos to everyone who had Piper via submission and especially Piper, Piper, Roddy, Roddy, Piper via submission in round two. I'm glad you talked about the weird punch tap out. <laughs> yes. I, I do think he was tapping out, but like, it's not the ref's fault for thinking it wasn't a tap out. And I'll also yeah. say maybe, maybe it was too late for him by then. He, he might've been on his way out and yeah, he was just wailing at that point. Pro- probably. Uh, and I'll also just say this. Uh, I think to anybody who I saw who was like, oh, we didn't really learn that much about this fight because, you know. Yeah, we did. I, I I think we learned a big thing, and that's yeah. when Pfeiffer chooses to grapple, he's really good at yep. it. Because, uh, oh, yeah. And and he's got a smart enough fight IQ because, you know, we're always in here knocking people's fight IQ, right? Like, that's our thing. And yep. Pfeiffer did the thing he's supposed to do. He fought a guy with incredible punching power and was like, no, fuck that. I'm going to go take this guy to the ground and do it where I'm way better than him. And that, to me, is a huge feather in his cap and is going to take him a long way at middleweight, a division where nobody has fight IQ. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is a trash division. And Gumby did uh, sum us up pretty well. We like to make fun of people's intelligence, people who could beat us to a pulp if they ever met us in person. But yes, if they remember, if they remember the right way to do it, (laughs) more than likely they they would rush into us and clinch with us. And then we would be able to escape somehow. But yeah, um, because that's what people with bad fight IQ love to do. Um, Yeah, I I was impressed, thoroughly impressed all all around with Pfeiffer. And yeah, I I learned plenty. Uh, I learned that he's legit. Dilberzak Al-Hassan, not exactly a world beater, but he's a very dangerous guy. Like I was saying in the, in the lead up to this, he's got 12 knockouts. You don't get 12 knockouts. If you're not a dangerous man. Um, but yeah, uh, it looked like he was, a. I guess he was a welterweight at one point. Uh, he's pretty thick for that, but yeah, they look like they were totally different weight classes, maybe two different weight classes apart too, which is going to help uh Pfeiffer too. If he's uh, going to be way bigger than his opponents. Yeah. Do you think, uh, so there, there are now two middleweights on the verge of the rankings, from Daniel Gracie Jiu-Jitsu slash John Marquez MMA. Do you think Joe Pfeiffer is way better? So I'm just going to, maybe I'll just tip my cap here. I think Joe Pfeiffer is way better than Andre Petrovsky. Am I wrong about that? Um, Petrovsky, we have a soft spot, a soft spot for him. But I yes, love, I, and, and I, I yeah. love both of them. It, it's worth noting. I love yeah. both of them. I, I would I would I prefer Piper Piper I'm saying Piper his, his name's just gonna have to be Piper now uh, I prefer Piper yeah prefer Piper is an uh, easy thing to say too um, is he not way bigger too it was it, is it just last night that was that was uh, doing this on me bigger. yeah I mean yeah. like and he's he's just as good of a well he can handle himself on his feet yeah no he I, I definitely would take him over Petrovsky in, in a fight hopefully it doesn't happen but yeah I, I would take yeah him. they'll they'll never fight but like my point is that like. They're both nipping on the heels of the top 15. And if one of them is about to get a big fight, and, and granted, Petrovsky is about to take on uh, our guy, Michelle Pereira, on short notice. So that's kind of a big fight in his own. But, like, if one of them was going to get a Brendan Allen or a Kai Bohio or, like, somebody like that, I hope it's Pfeiffer because I think he's better. Yeah, no, for sure. If, if we were buying uh, stocks in these fighters, then definitely I would be putting my money on uh, Pfeiffer over Petrovsky. 
Yeah, maybe sprinkle a little bit on Petrovsky, but yeah, for sure. Um, or maybe when we do our futures picks at the end of the year, who knows? Maybe Pfeiffer will, will, will end up uh, our predicted middleweight champion. Who's to say? Um, let's go down a weight class, shall we? To welterweights. Joaquin Buckley came out <laughs> like a bull in a china. No, like a house on fire, we'll say. I would like try to ankle pick takedown. This was a wild fight, uh, but Buckley totally outclassed Alex Morano. Morano didn't look good in this fight. I don't know if it was because he was getting buzzed by uh, Buckley's power and he just uh, took him out of the fight. But yeah, he, he, he did not fight very well, nor smart, and got himself beat 30-27, 30-26. Buckley, very, very impressive performance because um, Morano's a, a skilled veteran. Uh, a tough out and Buckley took care of it and fought like he wasn't totally out of control wild. He started the fight wild, but uh, fought a pretty, pretty smart, uh, altogether good fight. Good, uh, decent grappling. Obviously he's insane on the feet with his power. Uh, I was impressed and I was glad I had Buckley at minus four twenty. No minus one sixty five. I was very uh, lucky. It wasn't minus four twenty five minus one sixty five. Gumby had Morano, and Morano didn't really fight for your money. He hung in there, but he didn't really fight for your money. He looks slow, right? Like is that? I, I mean, not that he. Yeah. Did, not... did, do you do you think he you think he got he was got wobbly off off the get go? Is that what happened, or was he just not? In I it? think maybe he just got tagged in the yeah. like one of those first exchanges, and then he was hesitant. Like I, yeah. I think maybe that's the best explanation of the situation. But like, it it just didn't feel like the Morano who was five and one in his last six and really could have been six and oh in his last six he just like he looks scared almost and uh i would be too though so i I mean i would i would be too but um (laughs) i'm also not five and one in my last six in the ufc um and and i would just say like it's kind of disappointing to see him not look as good as he did there because like you said it almost felt like he didn't fight for my money so uh yeah, yeah, props props to Joaquin Buckley. I, I hope Alex Morano enjoys all of the other fun fights as a top 25 welterweight for the next six years. I thought you were going to say, I hope he enjoys going home to six kids or whatever he has. So, I mean, he might have 22 kids. Isn't that the thing? Like <laughs> By now he that's, might. That's, that's the Nico Price thing, right? <laughs> it's true. Every, every fight, the number grows, it seems. Um, all right, so that underdog didn't come through for Gummy, but... That doesn't mean we don't like underdog trend here. We love underdogs, especially underdog fantasy, a very clunky segue into underdog fantasy. They have a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100 times payout. That's very spicy. And for a limited time, underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to 500 bucks Plus, $100,000 Sundays continues on Underdog Fantasy. Ten lucky players each week will win $10,000 a piece. Gumby, how do the Cowboys do today? Did your Underdog spicy play come through that you gave they're, out for they're, them? They're playing as we speak. They're the night okay. game tonight. But I will tell you, if okay. you're looking to find some good Underdog Fantasy plays, you need to be following our Twitter, at SGPNMMA, yep. because for three straight events, two different UFCs in one contender series, we've hit a three-play uh lineup with all of them hitting and i would tell you if you're looking for one for sadiq youssef versus edson barboza which is the event that's coming up this upcoming saturday start looking for uh, edgar Cherie's takedowns uh because he's about to hit a buttload of them again all right so you want higher on edgar Cherie's takedowns for this coming week right, right. that's right all right so it's not just NFL. They got everything. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. 
when you sign up with the promo code SGPN. Underlog will double your first deposit up to 500 bucks. That's Underlog Fantasy Promo Code SGPN. And we're also brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up new customers with an offer that is even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week and score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Plus, DraftKings is more than just NFL, more than just college football. They've got the closest, most competitive lines on UFC Vegas 81 upcoming this weekend. So get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SGP. New customers, once again, can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks on the NFL. That's code SGP only on the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. All right, let's get the main card done here. Drew Dober, as Gumby alluded to earlier, came through as we expected. TKOing Ricky Glenn at 236 into the second round. I had, we both had Dober at minus 425. More importantly, I had Dober via knockout or TKO as my prop pick at minus 175. Um, man, look good. Yeah, easy. Negative 175 KO prop. That just shows yeah. you what kind of fight this was. And it looked like that. Yep. So, not much to say. What's Ricky Glenn doing getting a step up in competition after losing? He's getting fired, is what he's getting, I think, Dan. That's uh, one win in his last five fights now. I, yeah, it feels that way, doesn't it? You're gone. You're out of here. But yeah, Dober, good job. It always will be maybe not a top of the um, top of the food chain fighter, but he always will be a fight fighter to watch. And then the opener of the main card was a featherweight's Bill Algio. My pick took care of Gummy's pick, Alexander Hernandez, 30-27 across the board. Algio looked good using his length, uh, staying away from the great grape, which I appreciate uh, Dredney uh, using my great grape uh, joke in, in the discard. But yeah, Senior Perfecto came through for me. And what did I have, Matt? I had him at minus 130, a nice hit. I just want Alexander Hernandez to look like the same fighter for two fights in a row. <laughs> That's all I want. Yeah. Because like, my God, did he look like trash against Billy Quarantillo? And my God, did he look good against Jim Miller? And then he returned right away to what he looked like against Billy Quarantillo. Um, I don't think I can handicap this guy successfully, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Is it a Bill issue? Wild, Bill slash Billy. No, I, I've, handicapped, I've, I've handicapped Bill Algio appropriately in the past. Uh, no, I mean, Alvin Hernandez, does he have a Bill issue? Oh, because he's, he's lost to uh, Billy Quarantillo and Bill Algio? Yeah, maybe, maybe that's the best analysis I can give on this game. There you go. That's what that's what we expect. That's what people expect tuning in here. All right, so that was the main card, and let's see what our results were. Um, uh, we I had four. Gumby had two. Boo for you. Um, all right. 
prelims didn't go much better, did they? No. Uh, Carolina Kowakowicz, this was Gumby's slam dunk pick of the week, and it, it came through. Um, she's still turning back time, beating fighters a decade younger than her. Took care of Diana Balbicha, probably got Diana Balbicha her walking slip after this fight. 30-27 E, across the board, was landing the harder punches. Um, cardio held up despite um, getting up there. Uh, she's in her late 30s uh, yet. You know, still coming through. My, we had her at minus one sixty. Gumby had her at his as his lock of the week. Dude, wh- why was she negative one sixty? I, I think I said it. That's on what Wednesday. you said going into it. I said it. it on Wednesday, and I was like, I, I feel like I'm either missing something or the books are fucked up, right? Like I was like, they, yep. they got to be wrong here. She's so much better than Belbicha, regardless of what you've seen out of her in the past, and then she. I mean, she looked exactly like I thought she would. She was 80 times better of a striker. She had a grappling game, which Belvisha doesn't. And, like, you're going to take the person with the slower striking. I mean, like, basically all Belvisha had was reach. Uh, and and you could get her at plus 155 or 140 or whatever she was. And, like, that that's crazy to me. So uh, I hope all you guys loaded up on Kowalkevich and I hope uh, – I hope some of you guys were in on the decision prop because I saw some people in the Discord on that. Easiest one I've seen in a while. The other thing about Beach has going for is she uh, trains out of my hometown for the first six months of my life. Stony so, Creek? That's Yes, Stony Creek. That's the one positive, yes. Other than that, yeah, probably not going to be in the UFC anymore. Two and four now. Hasn't really looked that great. Point fighting, yeah. She's got a lot of uh, social media following, though. It's true. Yeah. And she's it's two true. and two and in her young, last. She's two and two in her last four. There you go. And she's, she's probably not making and, much money. So. And she's two and two at this weight class. There you go. There you go. You, you, you're her agent, of course. Uh, flyweights. I was thinking about taking Nate Manis. And uh, then I'm I like, no, I can't do that. And I should have. Because he turned back the clock to, to wait. No, actually, he didn't. This he didn't was good, he, right? <laughs> this was the top low fight IQ fight. Matias Mendonca. Mendonca got TKO'd punches. 440 in the first round. Apparently, he thinks jiu-jitsu works in the UFC in 2023. He thinks diving for ankle picks in the UFC in 2023 and uh, looking for leg locks while you're getting your face punched in is a is a uh, good path to victory. It is not. And we lost on him because we didn't know he was going to fight dumb. Now he's 0-2 and he's probably getting cut. That was very dumb. What are you doing? <laughs> like, in, and and I get it. Like, he, there, there were times he didn't like where he was, but then he kept rolling for knee bars and heel hooks and stuff and getting just molly whopped in the face. And he was like, this is fine. I'll probably recover. And like, just kept taking it. It was, this was one of the dumbest fights I've ever seen in my whole life since. I mean, it's not as dumb as, like, Cron Gracie versus Cub Swanson. Or, no, who did Cron Gracie fight where he didn't throw a punch? Was oh, it, was yeah, it? that's right. And uh, I picked it, I picked it, him in that fight, and then he didn't yeah, throw a whole... Yeah, it was two fights uh, ago. Yeah, he didn't throw a whole-ass punch or anything like that. And uh, it yeah. was really bad. Um, but, like, it felt like that almost. Like, where he was like, ah, I'm just going to keep going for the... He was fighting Charles Jordan, by the way. Um, right, okay. But, like, he, he just kept being like, nah, I'm going to get this heel hook. I'm going to get this heel hook. And, like, no, you're not. And you're going to be unconscious, dude. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm still fading Nate Manis in the future, though. 
when does this when does that strategy ever work N- not the mana strategy uh diving like you don't get people don't aren't dumb nowadays people aren't aren't, bo- aren't boxers just wearing one glove uh, going in there who've never uh, fought a grappler they know what they're doing you're not going to dive and get a heel hook or a uh knee bar or anything on a on a fighter in the ufc like it's I not mean, gonna I happen mean, i mean ryan hall made a living that way for a minute but even that yeah. caught up with him right like even yeah. that didn't last forever and even on the ultimate fighter he lost to like sal rogers who's now like a 500 fighter in bellator like so like it's not a a, a strategy that can work over an extended period of time so yeah like the, the idea that it can work at flyweight against anybody who like has a pulse is crazy. Definitely. Yeah. I, and we're salty. We have Mendoka. So we're firing him. He's lost two straight. We're firing him. Um, women's strawweights. You, you can't be mad at Vanessa Demopoulos. She's uh, <laughs> too much. She's too much fun and has uh, too much uh, of a fun name to say. Plus like she's like physically, she's always, it seems like she's always, always going to be the underdog in, in any fight that she's in. Cause she's not like a, a powerhouse athlete, but um, she uh, had some judges in her corner last night. All three of them, as a matter of fact, Eric Colon, Sal Diamato, Chris Lee, a murderer's row of judges, uh, decided that she beat Kanako Murata 29-28 across the board. Only one writer uh, for some place called Combat Press uh, agreed. <laughs> agreed that I think I've heard of that place before. But, they're brutal. Uh, the, that's the, yeah. they're the ones who are the differentiators on uh, MMA decisions every time. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, they had Demopolis, but no one else had Demopolis winning the fight. But he, like I said, I can't be mad at Demopolis winning, other than us losing our bet. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I didn't personally better because I was like, this line is dumb, and I'm not really into this fight anyway. Murata had been out for two years, so like, how could you really get behind Murata? But she won rounds two and three. Like, th- this felt like one of those fights where they were like, we're just gonna not count grappling. Right, like it's that's what it was. Is they keep being like, and I know people keep talking about more about like damage and how how we get people to win fights, but like the criteria reads closest to finish, and sometimes the closest to finish is the person who's on their back the whole time is not closer to finishing than the person on top, and it's crazy to me that every single judge gave round two to Vanessa Demopoulos because I, I I mean I just don't see it. Um, I, I can kind of see round one to her. I might even give all three to Murata, but probably one to Demopolis, but definitely not two or three. So, uh, weird scorecards. Uh, good for everybody in the Discord, especially Cap Team, um, who who scored that big uh, after the facts uh, bet. So yeah, um, dumb and wonderful at the same time. Is he secretly a? UFC judge Dan is that how he knew he's inside these judges minds I don't think so I have an interview coming (laughs) up with a UFC judge perhaps tomorrow well I can't wait to hear that is it going to be on the top turtle MMA podcast uh not this week but probably next week oh boy I I will listen as per usual uh Johnny Munoz Jr. did not come through for us Yuri Keelang we I guess we had him dead and buried um well, you still had a pulse. He came through 29, 28 across the board. We had Munoz at slight underdog minus 105. Just looked like he ran out of gas. I'm not sure there's anything more to say than that. Nope, that's fine because that was my lock and it, my lock streak. Gumby had to make a big deal about me having a streak. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even realize I was on a, on a streak until you started blabbing about my streak. And then here we go. 
I knew you were gonna. I knew you were gonna say something about that. Yep. And then things started off nicely, though. JJ Aldridge. This is another line we're like, ah. Well, I guess she was short notice, so that kind of explains the line. But we thought she was a very tough matchup for Montana De La Rosa, and it proved that she was. Minus, plus 220, J.J. Aldridge. 30-27 across the board, but um, she's hard to bet on because, as Gumby said in the Discord, any she's got translucent skin, so any <laughs> little <laughs> any little uh, blemish like um, really uh, really appears on her skin. But it's she, scared, she took care of Montana me. De La Rosa. Yeah, it, it did. I, I was watching the fight, and I was like, okay. De La Rosa's nose is broken. She's failed on every takedown attempt she's had, but she grazed one right hand one time. And now JJ Aldrich looks like she's been in the sun for six years. And like <laughs> yep. that, that's really scary. Uh, so I, I'm glad the judges got this one, right? It did scare me uh, because I, I, you know, Aldrich as an underdog was a sneaky good play here, but uh, yeah, I, I'm glad she won. Uh, nice pickup, a n- nice win for her to pick up there after, you know, like a, a tough loss last time out. No, she won her last fight and then she just took this one. She lost one before that. So, oh, what did TKO I... win? She has, she has won via TKO. Oh, a few weeks ago, she so. fought Nali Yang. That's not even a fight. That one doesn't count. I'm no, yeah, that's the, true. I'm thinking true. of the loss to Lipsky, right? Like, was the loss to yep. Lipsky before that? I think so. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are we doing with Monty? Um, what are we doing with De La Rosa? That's three straight losses, one, four, and one over her last six. And she she's another one that looks like Mendoka. looks like um, she's a throwback, and she doesn't have the game necessary to compete uh, in the UFC at this uh, this year, 2023. Man, I really like her, and she's youngish. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, it seems like she's got so much promise. It's hard to say, like, it's time for her to go. Right, because she's only 28, and, like, she's beaten people like Lipsky, and uh, I guess Lipsky's the only one she's really beaten, huh? Oh, man. Is she improving, though, Dan? That's what I ask. Is she looking better every fight, or is she not looking better every fight? I think she's looking worse every fight, isn't she? Yes, sir. It's kind of a bummer to say this, but, like, yeah, no, I think you're right. Right. I think it's time for her to go, and that's... Man, she, she seemed like she had so much more than she did. Yeah. No, some I know it's it, that's why it's we should praise fighters that actually fulfill their potential more more than we do, because more often than not, um, you know, they don't, they're not able to put it all together. Not everyone can rise to the top. Our, our picks, well, Gumby's definitely didn't rise to the top. He went four and six last night, which is not not what we expect from Gumby. That's OK. These things happen in MMA. He lost about 370. I lost 31 bucks. I still lost money, but I went six and four. So on the year, 60% hit rate for me, 56 for Gumby. That hasn't changed. Gumby hit his lock and that's it. He, uh, oh yeah. Felipe Lins got ill and got pulled from his fight against that other guy, the light heavyweight guy. Jan Kudalabala. Uh, Kudalaba. And then he had uh, Dawson via submission, which didn't come through. Obviously I had Munoz as my lock that did not hit, but then I hit Aldridge as my dog and Dober Naka as my prop bet. So I was happy about that. Um, Lynn's messed up this hugger man John right off the bat because he was half half of it. The other half was Morono via knockout, which didn't happen either. So, but we're gonna hit one of these eventually, and all it takes is one or two a year, and you're gonna be up money. So, all right. Uh, as for the bonuses for the fighters, no fight of the night, performance of the nights, Bobby Green, Joe Pfeiffer, Drew Dober, Nate Manis, and the UFC trade rolls on. Doing, hmm. What's Nate Manis doing? <laughs> A performance bonus there. yeah exactly it's true well there was only what four finishes but yeah they could have done a fight of the night instead of giving him the bonus but 
They did not. But yeah, I agree. Um, he already he already was given a gift of a fighter who um, used uh, amazing fight IQ. We got another fight night coming up. Yusuf versus Barboza. Uh, this originally was not going to be a main event, and it got bumped up to a main event fight. It's this coming Saturday night, UFC Apex. Let's run down the event quickly, and then we'll get out of here. Sadiq Yusuf versus Edson Barboza is up top. And then Jennifer Maya, Viviana Aharujo, Jonathan Martinez, Adrian Yanez, Edgar Chavez, Daniel Lacerda, Cameron Simon, Gumby's favorite, versus Christian Rodriguez. <laughs> That's the main card. That's, that's the Cameron. That's the fighter I get bullied over. Uh, then prelims, Darren Hawkins, TJ Brown, Terrence McKinney, Chris Duncan, Arena, Alexiev, Melissa Dixon, Chris Gutierrez, Alatang Haley, Ashley Yoder. She's alive and back again. A friend of the Top Turtle podcast versus Emily Ducote. What else do we have? Pereira Petrovsky, I believe, is on this card. Michelle Pereira, Andre Petrovsky, and Tanera Lisboa versus Ravina Oliveira. Are all those fights still happening? Nope. Uh, you missed yeah. one. McKinney's uh, changed, right? McKinney is no longer fighting Chris Duncan. He's now fighting Brendan Murat, who is a New England cartel guy. Um, got signed on short notice to fill in for Chris Duncan. Um, right. So we're going to see that fight instead. Uh, and I'll also say, if you, you know, this is usually when you ask me what I'm excited for. Yeah, so what are you excited for? Uh, obviously excited for Edgar Cherise versus Daniel Lacerda, too. Yes, obviously. The fight we need. Uh, Cherise higher than whatever takedowns. 50 million takedowns. Yeah, That's 115 fight, right? takedowns. Higher than. So that is coming up this weekend, so I bet you can't wait. But you won't have to wait to hear from us until then. No, check your feed right now. Right now. Keep listening, but check your feed, because we're there again. It's the final week of Dana White's Contender Series. Uh, we're going to put it to bed week 10. We'll give you all the winning picks for that right after I say goodbye to you. Now, don't go away yet because I have to tell you, make sure you get in our Discord if you're not already and say hi to us, sportsgummypodcast.com slash Discord. What else do I always tell you? Uh, Twitter or X or whatever it is, SGP and MMA. Like Gumby said, get in there. He he sends out uh, underdog parlays that hit. Underdog uh, pick them, not parlays. Pick them plays that hit every week. Make sure you check that out. He's also a Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer. My sub stack I told you about with my rankings and my podcasts and my pick em contest and all that fun stuff is at moneymma.substack.com. Gumby's got Top Turtle MMA podcast. Make sure you listen to that and all good things in the sports gambling sphere, as I like to say, is at sportsgamblingpodcast.com and our Patreon. Help us crush corporate gambling, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Okay. Uh, I'm about to say goodbye, and then you can click over to our next episode where we will speak more about fighting, this time contender series. Well, me, me, Mayhem, Jeff Fox, and Little Monster going to be real. Bye-bye.